what I really think is important to notice right now, no matter where you are, no matter when you're listening to this, is what is piquing your interest? What is piquing your interest? Is it a movie you want to see? Is it a retreat you want to go on? Is it a book? Is it taking some time off? Like what is truly calling you right now? Because that is the best thing you can lean into, even if you don't have it all figured out or you're not sure how you're going to finance it, just start with very, very small steps, right? Make a phone call, schedule a class, maybe go away for a night. Like whatever it is you can start to move in that direction is the easiest way to start to catapult towards what is calling you. Hey, midlifers, welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. Are you ready to break free from your mundane midlife? Are you feeling trapped in a vicious cycle of rinse and repeat days? No matter if you're experiencing a divorce hangover, job burnout, or you just have the midlife blues, I got you. Hey, I'm Wendy, your hostess of the Midlife Mostess. I too was hit by midlife like a freight train. I too felt stuck in the same dull chapter. I wanted the clarity of how to create a new life beyond divorce and the courage to leave an unfulfilling career. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't worthy and it was just easier to stay in my comfort zone until I found a little secret, the freedom to live my life my way. In this podcast, you will learn how to achieve a vibrant midlife mind and body, how to create solid relationships through love and loss, and how to create an awesome second half of life. Grab your grande latte, pop in your earbuds, and let's get this midlife party started. Hey everyone, Karen McMahon here, host of the number one high-conflict divorce podcast, Journey Beyond Divorce. Each week we share expert advice on everything from negotiating custody to finding hidden money to regulating your emotions. Do you know that leaving a high-conflict marriage is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever take? We bring you the legal, financial, and emotional resources to divorce successfully while becoming healthier, more resilient, and excited about your future. So tune in to Journey Beyond Divorce each week for wisdom, guidance, and encouragement. You'll find us on your favorite podcast platform. Welcome back to the Midlife Makeover Show, everyone. It is great to have you here with us today. We have an awesome guest that is sure to raise your energy, sidestep your self-doubts, don't we all need that, and align with your life's work. Our guest is JJ Geronimo. Is that not like the coolest name on the planet? Geronimo. She is a thought leader, career strategist, light worker, and a three-time award winning author, very busy woman. JJ Geronimo helps women raise their frequencies and empower their future impact through tried and true tested strategies, mindfulness, and energetic practices. Formerly a leading woman in the tech industry, she now passionately strives to help women gain more seats at more tables by sharing the key findings that have helped her and countless others illuminate a path forward. Featured in publications such as Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Thrive Global, Dee Geronimo is regularly an invited speaker for events and conferences. Her work includes three books, two podcasts, two global online communities, and in-person experiences. Everyone, welcome JJ to the show. 
Thank you, Wendy. <laughs> yes, thank you. We had such a great discussion before we even hit record. Mm, it's so great. I and I love that you're in Portugal right now. That's like that energy. I don't know what is happening in Portugal right now, but everyone I'm talking to is in Portugal. I know. And it's funny today we have it's kind of cloudy and rainy and windy. And even on a day like this, it's still just super bright and light and energetic, which I love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of um, behind you. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it, but it says, let your light shine. Question for you. Have you always let your light shine? Absolutely not. No, I have been my worst enemy so many times that I have lost count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, was there a point in your life when you realized, okay, I'm not shining my light and I need to change this. And and you took off from there. You know, I think for a lot of us, it happens, you know, when we lose our parents, when something happens in our family, we have a crack in our marriage, we lose our job, you know, we don't get that promotion. You know, you can end up on this island where you're working so hard only to find out you're all by yourself in a lot yeah. of ways. And I think for me, that was a big gulp moment, you know, holy shit, I've done all this. And I don't even know who I am or what I'm supposed to be doing here. And I think it was that particular moment that really yeah. catapulted me to a place to be like, who am I really? When you strip yeah. away the titles, when you strip away your friends, when you strip away your experiences, who is it looking in the mirror? And like, why are you on the planet right now? Because yeah. we're not, you know, even though we love our wine and book clubs and our promotions <laughs> and our accolades, like. It's probably not why you're here. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot, right? Like when you get to midlife, I know it did for me. You know, I'd raised three amazing boys and had the marriage and the house and the burbs and all that stuff. And I was like, like once a lot of those things kind of started to disappear in my life, I was like, who is Wendy? Who am I? Mm. What is my purpose? So how do you, how do you find your purpose? I know I, a lot of people have different answers for that question and a lot of people yeah. answer. You know, I think the best thing you can do for yourself is your, your purpose is right in front of you, but oftentimes we're living in our head, right? We're planning for the future, we're reflecting on the past. We're putting so much, so many expectations on ourselves that we don't even really see what's happening in front of us. And when you learn to really be in the moment and I'm taking a chance, I mean, I take all types of classes and I go to all kinds of things, but right now I'm taking a channeling class uh, with Julia Harl and she's like, put yourself in your head. So like really like star, like star Wars, like get in your seat. This is your viewpoint, your third eye and really watch what's happening around you. And I've been doing that, but not so visually, like I just explained it. And it's amazing because the people crossing your path, the books that are coming to you, the experiences that are coming your way are all trying to tell you kind of what path you're on and where you are in your lessons. Yep. And I think a lot of us out there, like we're busy, right? So we kind of lose sight of our true calling and our strengths and we just go, 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 go. And then you realize another year went by. Another five years went by and like, wait a minute, what am I doing? And even like, I felt like even for me, having been in corporate for a little while, like I was very successful, but it wasn't my true calling. And I knew that in order to really shine my light that I needed to get out of that. 
Yeah. And I'm sure some of the things you lean on to be successful today have come from your corporate training. Yes. Yep. A little bit. So Mm -hmm. each step of the way you're gathering nuggets to put in your tools, whether it's a backpack, a purse, you know, uh, maybe a satchel, but whatever you're doing right now is on purpose. And learning sort of why are you in what you're in right now? What is the lesson? What is the tool? And what is calling you? So when you were in the the tech world, what uh, what's in your backpack of nuggets from there? Oh my goodness, I have a gazillion. But my favorite <laughs> ones are, you know, no is not forever. No is yeah. just right now, and you may not be asking the right person. So mm-hmm. like, don't no is not a definite. It is just a point in time, and don't take no for an answer. I mean, that's one thing for sure. Yeah. The second thing is there's always a back door. So if there's something you really want to do, you can find the back door. Three, you know, mm-hmm. everything you can shift who you are in twelve months. Literally, you can shift your brand, you can shift your persona, you can shift yeah. your work in twelve months. And I just feel like corporate has really taught me to be resilient yeah. and to learn how to partner. And to really figure out how to get things done when you seem like you're running uphill without any shoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's like where there's a will, there's a way. And sometimes I feel like if you don't know exactly what it is that you want to do, if you're at a point in your life, you're like, okay, I know I need to get out of this career and I need to start in something else. And maybe you don't know exactly what that is but to start exploring the possibilities and to start kind of, and I I feel like the more that the more you get connected with yourself and spirit, more spiritually connected, then a lot of those things will just whoop, like fall on your path and you go, Oh, they're like, then they become like little crumbs that lead you from one thing to the next. Yeah. I definitely had to shift my energy. I was not living in a place of gratitude and abundance. I was living in a place of fear, resistance, frustration. So I'll talk about that in a minute, but what I really think is important to notice right now, no matter where you are, no matter when you're listening to this is what is piquing your interest? What is piquing your interest? Is it a movie you want to see? Is it a retreat you want to go on? Is it a book? Is it taking some time off? Like what is truly calling you right now? Because That is the best thing you can lean into, even if you don't have it all figured out or you're not sure how you're going to finance it. Just start with very, very small steps, right? Make a phone call, schedule a class, maybe go away for a night. Like whatever it is, you can start to move in that direction is the easiest way to start to catapult towards what is calling you. Yep. Yeah. Very good advice. What about uh, self-doubt though? When like, you're like, okay, I'm going to go sign up for a class or I want to go do this or do that. And it's like, ah. and those yeah. limiting beliefs creep in. How do you move past those so that you can actually just shine your light or go do things that you truly want to do? Yes. After 15 years of working with women's groups, cause I am a computer engineer. So I did a lot of data centers and work out of Silicon Valley When I started having kids and realizing how difficult it was in my 30s to maneuver the professional landscape, I started writing about lessons I learned from women. And that was sort of the catalyst that got my books off the ground, even though I never knew I could write a book. Like I just, that was just so far from what I thought was possible. But self-doubt has been the thread in every book that has prevented women from leaning in. And I think the best advice I got and one that I lean on all the time is from Jen Sincero's book, You're a Badass. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, let I me love just her. see. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just see what I can do. Yep. No expectations. Mm-hmm. Just lead into what could possibly happen without any expectations. Because I think for many of us women, we have to figure out the 10 steps that we're going to take from this point to that point. Yep. And the reality is like, that's probably not going to happen that way. I mean, how right. many times have you laid in bed going through a conversation with someone you're going to have the next day when you did 75 different conversations that could happen and not one of those were the conversation yep. that happened. So like do yourself a favor and just lean into what is calling you without any expectations or figuring or having to figure out how it's going to be. Yes. Yeah. Like taking that pressure off of yourself. We all put so much pressure on ourselves, especially women though, mm-hmm. I think as moms, mm-hmm. as partners and like it's, oh, definitely. Yeah. Myself included. And I have to remind myself of that. Like there's no, I don't believe there's mistakes in life, only retake. So as you move forward into something, if you realize, okay, this isn't quite working out, then you can pivot and you can change that. And, but if you wouldn't know, I, I know it's so cliche, you won't know unless you try, but <laughs> you won't know unless you try. <laughs> well, yeah. And so many of yeah. us are holding stories from second grade or parents or that first teacher that, you know, that whatever, you know, that have told us, it's not you. You can't do it. You can't write. You can't do this. And like we all have those. And the beautiful thing about talking about my self doubt, which I do in my third book, Seeking, and so many other women's self doubt, is it normalizes it that we're all mm-hmm. dealing with this inner voice. And Brene Brown has done us such justice to all of us by just letting us know that we're all struggling with trying to be perfect in some way or form, or we want to have it all figured out. And reality is you're not supposed to have it figured out. They're giving Uh, you breadcrumbs because they want you to lean into that one step. So do yourself a favor and lean in and just see what happens. It's funny. I just, this morning, I have a little Amazon store and I just added uh, Imperfection from Brene Brown, that book in there. And I can remember that was like, that was such a pivotal book for me during my time, during my midlife crisis slash midlife meltdown. Like that book was like, oh, like, I'm okay. Like, I'm not like I can move forward and not be so paranoid about what could happen or not happen. Yes. And look at us, the two of us, you know, we have such (laughs) momentum, yet both of us struggle still. I mean, even this week, I've struggled with self doubt. Even I'm sure later today, I'll have it. Uh, I haven't done (laughs) enough this morning yet (laughs) to do it. I just got back from like a boys' trip with my son skiing. So I'm still like unraveling from all that energy. But I think for many of us, you know, the greatest gift you can give yourself is pay attention to your thoughts and really see if you can kind of map them back to where those started. Because oftentimes we have like a path that like you picked up so long ago that isn't even true, but it's holding you back from leaning into what you know is true, but you're waiting for permission to do it. And you are the only one that can give yourself permission. Yep. And I think for, you know, for me, I knew where a lot of my self-doubt and limiting beliefs came from. I knew the moment in time, but it still took me a long time to, to, uh, rewire that, if you will, in my brain and in my body and in my thinking and my energy so that I could move on and I could, I could actually live the life that I wanted to. And, but it's fascinating, um, that sometimes those self-doubts can be so strong that they hold you back from being who you are. And it's sad. Like I look back, I'm like, Oh, and then, but then I think you get to a point, at least I did, you get to a point where you're like, enough's enough. Like I am miserable hanging on to this 
silly. Like you said, it's not even true. I'm like, where did I get that? Yeah. But those things can be planted in your mind at such a young age. And then it stays with you and you don't even realize it. It affects your everything. And that's kind of why I wrote my third book. I wasn't really planning to write another book, but I have been since 16 really working through my self-doubts, the anchors that have been holding me back, the stories that have been telling me I'm not good enough or, you know, not now. And Seeking for Me was really my playbook to get myself out of that energy. And so many women that have read it have shifted, have signed up for that certification, have quit that job after 24 years, have leaned into what they know is true, knowing that we all are struggling with this energy that is saying, no, not now. But I think hearing other people's stories and seeing the steps to really like dissect where those anchors are holding you so firmly in the place you're in now. Because if you're listening to this, you're ready to move in the direction you desire. You yeah. just need to decrease couple, those few weights that are holding you back. Yeah. How do you, how do you make it permanent if that's possible to where like, okay, you realize, oh my gosh, I have this limiting belief that I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. Okay. I know where it came from. Now what? How do you, how do you flip the switch on that? Well, I think you have to practice being in the moment. And for me, yeah. I needed intense mindfulness training because I pride myself on being like an Uber, like A plus player, deliver, getting shit done all the time. And right. like that forced me to always be ahead of where my physical body was. And yeah. so I was never really in the moment, which meant I was missing out on so many moments of joy. I had mm -hmm. so little joy in my life, but I was so uber productive. And I ended up in a therapist's office and mm -hmm. I'm like, listen, I'm almost 50. I have no joy in my life, but I have all these amazing accomplishments, but I don't even enjoy that. So mm. she's like, you need to go to mindfulness training. And I, I honestly thought it was ridiculous. I was like, that is ridiculous. I'm dealing with a real issue here. Like I'm, I'm not in a good place. And I went back three times the both times she said, go to mindfulness training. And the third time she's like, don't come back unless you go to mindfulness training. And <laughs> my first you know, I followed John Kabat-Zinn, a local woman taught it here for eight weeks. My first three classes, I was a disaster. I was like taking notes. I was drinking my coffee. I was making my grocery list. And she's like, what in the heck are you doing? I'm like, I'm busy. I'm busy. I deliver. I get stuff done. Like that's how I knew who I was. And I really had to start like letting that yeah. go, like that outer shell that made me so productive and really accomplished to that point. Mm -hmm. I had to like let that go to really figure out who I was. And that mm -hmm. was an eight-week process. Uh, and then I worked with her many times one-on-one -on -one after that. So I would not yeah. say I'm a quick learn. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And for even for me, like I'm still working on it. Do you ask yourself questions like, who am I? What is my purpose? Why am I living a life I don't love? Answers to these questions and more are revealed in the new Freedom at Midlife group coaching program, where I offer you a guaranteed roadmap to your own midlife makeover. In this powerful seven-week program, you will learn the seven steps to freedom method to help you discover who you want to become, what life you want to live, and most importantly, how to get there. Instead of being lost in life, miserable in menopause, or struggling to juggle it all, you could reignite your love life, retire that dreadful job, and reinvent yourself. So, if you're ready to begin your midlife journey of transformation filled with accountability, 
guidance, and support, then the time is now. Your midlife needs you to make a move. The Freedom at Midlife program is opening for enrollment soon with limited spots available. To be the first to know when we are open for enrollment, please join the waitlist now at freedomatmidlife.com and you will soon discover that next courageous step in creating your epic second half of life. So for someone um, out there listening, if they're not familiar with mindfulness, because the term gets thrown around a lot, and even Mm. though it might seem like common sense of what it is, how would you describe mindfulness? Mindfulness is standing, being able to stand back, being able to essentially watch the things that are going through your mind, like a conveyor belt, like what are the thoughts that are going through your mind? And then being able to decide which ones you want to pull off. What packages do you want to pull off the conveyor belt and work with? Because I thought I was my thoughts. And so I thought that I always had to be a deliverer. I always had to show up. I always had to do all these things. And what that was doing is it was clouding me on who I could be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the mindfulness is just a tool to be able to create space. You can stand back and watch all your thoughts go by. And then if you want to grab a box and open it up and use it for something you're doing, you can do that. Now, I would say I use this most of the time. I would say I'm 70% of my time. I'm pretty mindful, but like I get in a fight with my husband or whatever, forget it. It goes out the door. I'm not perfect (laughs) at it. But the idea is if you want to meditate, you need to be able to let thoughts just go on by. Meditation mm-hmm. is just being aware of your thoughts in the moment you're in and just being quiet without holding on to any one thing. But I couldn't meditate until I learned mindfulness because yes. I didn't understand how to be an observer of my thoughts. Yep. And so anytime I tried those meditation apps, I was building my grocery list. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I was the same way. Um, as a matter of fact, Uh, I trained at the Chopra Center in uh, meditation and yoga, and we would literally just go sit in a room for an hour and just no, like no, no audio, no nothing. You just sit there. And I was doing that. I was making my list or what am I going to wear later? (laughs) But I, so if no one teaches you. Yeah. Right. I mean, I thought the point was at that time, like I need to stop thinking and it's not really that at all. And then I learned a little bit more from Joe Dispenza, learned more about neuroscience, right? And then I was like, oh, so it's not that it's, I need to be even labeling my thoughts, good thought, bad thought, this, it's just, okay, I'm just going to sit here and watch the thoughts go by like it's a ticker tape, you know, going across. And, and the more I became aware of what I was thinking and what, what I was saying to myself, most importantly, and really what I was saying to myself was what I was saying to others. And, and the energy that I was putting out there. And then I realized, I'm like, oh my God, I am so mean to myself. Like, why do I say these things? It's so like, why, why am I doing that? And then, but then it made, it was almost like a challenge. Like, no, 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 no. We are not having this like uh, enemy in my head, like taking over. I want the cheerleader to take over. I'm like, she's going to be like shouting here, you know? And so I, it, that was like my goal of making the cheerleader be louder than the enemy, than the critic. So it's, but yeah, I'm so glad you said that because I feel like mindfulness, you, some people have to learn that mindfulness piece first before they can just whoop, like fall into meditation and go float on a cloud. It doesn't always work. I bet most people listening have to, because I feel like we all tried those apps and we're like, uh, nothing's happening. Well, nothing's happening because we're not, we're not 
we don't even know how to meditate. No one's even taught us how to meditate because we as women have been praised on getting stuff done. And so in those quiet moments, we're getting stuff done. Yeah. And then the anxiety is building because we're not physically going and doing stuff. Because we're like, why would we be sitting there for even 20 minutes? Like it's, you know, removing that guilt and shame that it's okay to actually take care of yourself. Yeah, so true. So true. So it's been so powerful. I feel like the less I do, the more powerful I am, Mm -hmm. which sounds absolutely bonkers to my old self. But now I have a lot more awareness of what's happening all the time. And I'm really focused in on what frequency is my energy at. Yeah. Because now I can pay attention to what is draining me. Mm -hmm. I can pay attention to what is aggravating me. Yes. Or who is aggravating me. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so frequency and energy is really all you have when it's all said and done and try and working to have a higher energy level, like a radio station higher up yeah. actually attracts similar frequencies. And so you and I are talking, I don't believe this would have happened for me a couple years ago because our energies wouldn't have been matched yeah. at that time. And I think now I'm starting to see people cross my path of like, that makes me smile like, oh, okay, this is because I focus on the energy I give out into the world yep. and the energy I take in. And yeah. if someone would have told me that when I was 14, I would have saved myself so much pain. Yeah. Uh, and so I tell my kids that now is like, is this good energy? Is this where you should be focusing your energy? Does yep. this person give you good energy? Are you giving out good energy? And I talk about strategies to break that down so that you can really focus in on kind of cultivating the energy you want to bring to you. Yeah. And I would say, I think it's important to point out that energy isn't just a mood as some people might think, because actually mm. everything is energy and energy is everything, right? I know you know mm. this, but an atom is 99.99999% energy, which leaves only 0.00001% matter. Why does it matter? It matters because we're more energy than matter. But because of Mm. our physical eye, we look at the matter, right? So when I really made that connection, I was like, wow, we're all like these little balls of energy, like floating, (laughs) floating in the soup of energy, you know, and thinking about like your thoughts are energy, your, your feelings, your emotions, your actions, your words, your everything. And then when you make that connection, then you can really choose those thoughts and those words and those feelings that are flowing through you, knowing that like how much it affects you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and how much it affects everything and everyone around you. It's pretty fascinating. It is fascinating. And until you're mindful, until you can really pay attention to your thoughts, it's hard to change your energy, to be quite honest. Yeah. But like I talk about the energy we give money, the relationship with your mother, what was your first like guide in your life? Like there's all these pieces and parts that are happening in your life that are really fostering your path ahead. And the way that you can really embrace like the magic of what's happening in your life is being in the present moment. And the mm-hmm. only way you can be in the present moment is if you get out of your thoughts. Yep. And to get out of your thoughts, you have to be an observer of your thoughts, which for me, I really had to do the mindfulness training. Uh, but now I'm so much more aware of like thoughts that really fire me up uh, yeah. and what really gets me. And 
a lot of it is when I am expecting other people to have my back or take care of me and they're not, which Mm. really means I'm not taking care of myself. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Byron Katie would say, you know, Byron Katie talks about the four questions, right? What's happening outside of you is essentially happening inside of you. Now that's way, way beyond probably some of the people, but just knowing like you are creating your, your view. Yeah. Well, I've, and I've always said, I'm like, if you want to be a control freak, this is where you do it. Where you can become a total control freak is by controlling your energy. And it's, yeah, it's like, oh, I actually have control over this. You're not just. And I have three ways. Yeah. Yeah, Three Mm -hmm. ways to do this for energy, which I really love. Right. So one is what do you think about? What are you thinking about? And that really goes back to what we've been talking about is are you like beating up yourself? Are you mad at your neighbor? Are you frustrated with your coworker? Do you want to kill someone in your house because of something they didn't do? And they said they were going to do it five times. Like, what is the package you have pulled off the conveyor belt and said like, okay, I'm going to dig into this package. And is that Mm. use of your time? Or do you want to put that back on the conveyor belt and be like, okay, what else can I think about? Because this is aggravating me, frustrating me and keeping me in the wrong energy. So what do you think about, what do you say to yourself, right? How do you talk to yourself? Are you positive? Are you giving yourself grace? Or are you, as you mentioned, Wendy, just beating the crap out of yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And then third, what are you paying attention to? What Mm -hmm. shows are you watching? What books are you reading? You know, obviously if you're watching CSI all the time, you're going to have a lot of fear in your psych, in your peripheral. So like, what are you watching? What are you reading? What conversations are you having? Who are you meeting for drinks? Who is on your speed dial on your phone? All of these people and things give you some kind of energy, whether you like it or not. And so are those things really Mm -hmm. benefiting you? in a way that allows you to raise your energy. Because I have to say, like I was probably at 97.5 and now I'm much, much higher because Mm -hmm. I was in the wrong job, watching the wrong shows and the wrong group of friends that everything I was doing was just pleading my energy and I ended up in a mud puddle. Yep. Yeah, even social media and like what we see or on the news and and, and knowing that you have a choice to change Mm -hmm. that. To change, either turn off the channel or to think a different thought, just like you were saying earlier. We have choices. You know, I was just going to say that just popped in my mind that um, interviewing, doing like doing this podcast has actually taught me to be more mindful. And I know because you have a podcast. How so? Yeah. How well, so? because like if I was sitting here making my grocery list right now, I would not mm. be a very good host. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, it's quite challenging, but I'm, I, I try to get better and better at it. At the same time, like you're having a conversation and it, I'm also thinking about my guests the entire time. I'm like, who out there needs to hear this or what else do they need to know? So it's quite, it, but at the same time, my mind, my energy is all wrapped up into you, like into the guest and, and into the guest and also to the listener. So it's, it's pretty interesting. I've been thinking about that more and more. I'm like, wow, this has really taught me to be more mindful. Because when we're talking to our friends, like sometimes we might just be like, like not really yeah. focusing. That's true. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. Like I just show up differently even yeah. now. I'm just mm-hmm. listening and watching because I feel like there's signs for me and everything I do. So I'm always watching and listening intently because I'm like, what, what, what's the message? What's the message? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes 
you know, when you do pay attention to what you're bringing into your life, thoughts, your friends, your experiences, you might realize you have to change some of that stuff. Yeah. And the universe has a way of just kind of figuring that out for you too. There's a lot of things that have happened over the last three years Mm -hmm. that, you know, some of them are really sad and, you know, I've lost some tears over for sure, but now in like hindsight and perspective, I see like, I am on a different journey and I'm going in a different direction and the universe is just helping me pave the way. And sometimes relationships and friendships that you cared or Mm -hmm. thought you cared so deeply about are really weighing you down in a lot of ways. And the universe kind of takes care of that. And I think that's I the best thing to think about is like, you're not alone. You have a <laughs> whole tribe of souls that are helping you here that you can see in Nazi. And um, I was reading the psychic, the psychic's way last night. And she's like, if you think you've got to do it all alone, one, that sounds impossible, but two, you're underestimating the power of the universe that's here yeah. and the souls that are here to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're exactly right. So don't worry about the how, right? Don't, yeah, don't worry, worry about, about the yeah. how. That's like You're the so best right. lesson. I mean, I mean, I've told this story a few times on the show, but it's like when I took off in an RV across the country, started this podcast, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but I knew I was like, "You're going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out." And leap in and the net. Almost to 200, 200 episodes almost. And I feel I like know. each one is better than the next because Thank you're you. growing with your yep. listeners. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's a good point because as we all change individually, we change collectively. And as you evolve, I'm sure for you, right? If, if, as you evolve in your life and your personal life, it affects your kids, your husband, your friends. I mean, everybody, I mean, it's just like this beautiful butterfly effect, which is really, really cool. Yes. Because as you really work on raising your energy and it's not hard, it's not hard work. It's like, is this the best use of my time right now? And am I living in fear or gratitude? So like when you get up in the morning and you get in your car and you drive somewhere, what are more of your thoughts? Are you like, I'm going to run out of gas. I'm not going to get there on time. I'm going to be late. Like that's a fear-based mentality. Or are you like, Mm -hmm. I'm happy I have hot coffee. I'm glad I have some gas. So glad that I got to that green light, you know, like what? side of life are you living on? Because the more you can condition yourself to live in a life of gratitude for the smallest things, Mm -hmm. right? The easier it is to stay there. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. I want to go back a little bit to that, to self-doubt. What do you, what Mm -hmm. do you do now? Like when the self-doubt creeps in and you're limited, you're like, oh my God, here it is. What do you do to kind of scooch that away? Yeah. So I've been taught to name it. So I have a name for it, which I won't share because I don't want to, you know, share it, but I name it. I give, I give myself doubt a name and I call her by name and say, thank you so much for take overlook, you know, for watching over me, but I got this. Mm. Thank you so much for watching over me, but I got this. Yeah. And I just say that literally out loud. And listen, I've done similar to you, you know, I jumped into retreats and books and things, but I had no idea what I was doing, Yeah. but I know I was being guided in that direction. And I trusted that if I was meant to write or meant to host these retreats, that things would happen. And boy, did they. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's like trust, trusting yourself, having faith in yourself. And believe me, if I can do these things, like anyone listening can do them. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your recent book, The Seeking Book. 
Mm, this book, Seeking. Yes. So this book, it's the the cover is really my, well, obviously the book is fantastic, but the cover is like, what are you doing off the side of your desk? Because many of yeah. us have so many things we're doing on our computer, but you see, I have mindfulness, inspiration, and self-worth. Those were really things, three things I had to work on off the side of my desk. And yeah. I've started women's groups off the side of my desk an hour a week. I've hosted retreats. So I had my corporate job for a long time while I was doing this work, but I really leaned into what was calling me. And I just spent a few hours a week on it every week. And over probably after six or seven years, I finally went out on my own mm-hmm. and the magic just kept happening. Now I have this amazing retreat center. It's on an earth grid that has so much healing associated with mm-hmm. on Lake Erie in the States. Yeah. And I would have never come to me had I not leaned into the first time I was sort of guided to bring women together outside. And so this book seeking just helps you get really helps you sidestep your self doubt. If you're wondering like where it's coming from or how to do it, Mm -hmm. it's a great book to dive into. There's over 200 questions and it really helps you kind of get into what is holding you back. Ooh, I want one. (laughs) I want one. Yeah, it's it's great. It's on Audible, so you can listen to it on your travels. Oh, good. I should do. I know. So like when I'm in Portugal, it's a little bit more challenging to get hard copies of books. So I always go for the audio or a PDF or or downloadable version. So good. I'll do that. And are you the one that reads it? I am. Yes. Ah, And you have a nice. Yes. Aw. Oh gosh, that's a whole, that's a whole whole thing. I just feel like the work we do, it's like, you just can't overthink it because you will never get out of bed. I know you're exactly right. You do. It's like, like, uh, since we're naming all these people, Mel Robbins, it's like, okay, five, four, three, two, one, go. Like you just have to go. Don't even think about it. Trust, trust yourself, trust your heart and just go for it. And what's the worst that can happen? Right. And I'll tell you, it has been, there's been struggles and there's been times I've laid on my office floor being like, what in the heck am I doing? There's times I've been in airports where I can't get home, but I would say overall, it's been an amazing experience. When I look back on all the things I've been able to talk about or visit with or experience, I'm so glad I leaned into the whispers, the things that come to us that are like, go do this or check this out because life is so much more fun and I have fun. My third, like, you know, like I didn't have that much fun because I was so busy trying to be perfect and so busy and trying to be like a plus player. And that just, that had its place, but thank goodness that's not my life anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think a a messy life is a beautiful life. Like when you can embrace Mm. the mess, like then you're like, well, heck I did it. You know, like it's better, better that it's at least done rather than just a thought in my head. Like, oh, I had this idea of, you know, starting a podcast, but what if I had, you know, let that fear take over me? It would be awful. Yeah. And the universe would keep trying to get you to do it. And Jenny Rice, who does courses out of Canada, she said, your, your messes are your messages. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I love good. that. Yeah. I've got big messes and messages to share. <laughs> oh, your work's awesome though, because I feel like so many women are just getting started. Society yeah. makes us believe that we're done. Like our work is done. We've raised our yep. kids. Our work is done. But in reality, mm-hmm. we are open to possibilities more now than ever. And women with white hair and wrinkles is so much more yeah. enriching to yep. people that 
are looking for the wisdom, are looking for the knowing. And I feel like all of us have something to share. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. Yeah, like you said, have fun. Yes. I like to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so where can we find you? All the links are below. I think some of my favorite places now uh, are my YouTube channel, Together We Seek. I'm interviewing so many of the light workers that I've worked with that have helped me get out of my own way. And I feel like I love sharing their stories and their self-doubts and how they've leaned into their work. And that's just such a great place to find me live every week. Nice. Yes. Yeah. And Instagram too. I saw, I think I saw you on there. So also you're everywhere. Aww. Your light is shining everywhere. What does the other one say over your head there? Oh, progress over perfection. Oh, and then believe in, believe in yourself. Believe like in yourself. That. Yes. And then I have all my Oracle cards all over my oils. I mean, just my sage, you know, so many fun things that come my way. Oh, well, thank you so mm-hmm. much for shining your light here. Oh, Wendy, this is great. I hope to meet you sometime soon in Portugal. I'm going to get over there. There's so many light workers over there. And I don't know why, but I guess I'm coming there soon. So we'll see. Yeah, you're coming here soon. We'll, we'll do a Yay. retreat. <laughs> Yay. I love that. Aww. All right. Thank you so much. Everyone have a great day. Did this podcast inspire you, challenge you, trigger you to make a change or spit out your coffee laughing? Good. Then there are three ways you can thank me. Number one. You can leave a written review of this podcast on Apple iTunes. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode and share it on the social media and tag me, Wendy Valentine. Number three, share it with another midlifer that needs a makeover. You know who I'm talking about. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Get out there and be bold, be free, be you.